When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's another big weekend of Super Rugby, starting with the Highlanders and the Chiefs tonight under the roof down there in Dunedin. And the Chiefs, of course, taking their amazing unbeaten uh, run down the far south. Uh, the Hurricanes are in Suva to take on the Fiji Drua. What an exercise that'll be for them. Uh, there's plenty of buzz around the return of Will Jordan for the Crusaders. They face the force, and so the Blues play Moana Pacifica. And uh, joining us here on SENZ this morning is the host of uh, Aotearoa Rugby Pod. That is uh, Ross Carl. Good morning to you, Ross. Morning, Smitty. How you going? Yeah, pretty good, eh? Looking forward to another good weekend of rugby. Last weekend was was good fun, you know, having those two top four teams play each other and a really kind of, I suppose, reignited what had been a bit of a lull for a couple of weeks, right? Very few games and very few quality games. So many predictable games. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling fired up now. Yeah, I, I think we always uh, start to, particularly, uh, I think even the All Black selectors really start to sit up around when we get to the stage of the season. So uh, we did a poll, a bit of a quick poll yesterday, and we, we, were, we posed it to our listeners to, um, if you were designing a poster, a poster, person, a face for New Zealand rugby, uh, who would it be? Who would it be at the moment? We had Jamie Wall come in and say he thought that perhaps it would be Ruby Tui. Um, other people came in and said um, maybe Damien McKenzie with his fresh approach. Maybe Sam Whitelock, the ultimate, um, the ultimate all-black warrior lock, you know. Um, Audi Savia, we had a number of candidates. Where, where would you possibly be sitting with you? I suppose it depends who you're trying to reach, you know. Um, if you're trying to reach the masses, you'd probably go with Ruby Tui because of her kind of crossover appeal and what they're trying to do to build both sides of the game. But I think Artie Savia has to be the face, doesn't he? He's been the best player in the country for five years. Um, popular guy every week. Puts it on the line. Huge amount of skill, huge amount of heart on the field. Yeah, I, I don't think you'd go with anyone but Artie Savia. Yeah, um, I'm with you actually. He was my top pick. Oh, before I think he epitomises what the All Black jersey is about and has always been about. Right, let's get on to uh, action tonight. Uh, Ross, you'll be uh, reviewing this, of course, uh, at some stage over your uh, rugby pod. But uh, Anton Leonard Brown returns, uh, when, which will be his 100th game for the Chiefs tonight. That's 7.05 uh, against the Highlanders under the roof down there in Dunedin. Brody Retallick gets a bit of a breather. And uh, the Highlanders are focusing a lot on the Samasoni Tokiaho and how to stop him, apparently. Yeah, getting over the advantage line has been pretty good for the Chiefs this year, hasn't it? And they've got those weapons like Tokiaho and then, you know, Tupabai has been amazing um, so far this season. He's really pushing his All Blacks prospects. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do, actually, when you think about the locking stocks they've got, when you've got, you know, Sam Highlock, Brody Retallick, uh, Scott Barrett and Tupabai, do the All Blacks start thinking about a 6-2 bench split? You know, you've got a lot of... Uh, good backs, a lot of versatility in the backs with a guy like Geordie Barrett and Rico Ioane and Bowden Barrett and Will Jordan who can play multiple positions. Maybe there's more spots on the bench for some of those big guys and maybe you could see Scott Barrett and Tupo Vai on the bench together. 
you know, so I, I wonder whether that's going to be a thing this year. When you look at how good he's been playing, they've got to be tempted. And, you know, when you look at how the All Blacks have been pushed around a bit, you know, having a bit more muscle up front on the bench might be a thing for them. So um, I digress. But, I, yeah, I think he's been superb. Anton Leonard-Brown's in an interesting position, right? Because when he's had that break and he's looked at the way that uh, Geordie Barrett and Rico Ioane have probably consolidated the midfield spot um, for the All Blacks and... You know, Roger Tuivasa-Shek and these other guys are floating around. You'd think he's a shoo-in for the squad, but he's certainly not a shoo-in to start for the All Blacks anymore, is he? So it'll be interesting to see how he goes over the next five weeks. Um, but he's been, geez, he's been looked after well. When you think about the way Poi Hippie and Rona have stepped up, the Chiefs have just got really good role players in their team. They've, they seem to have, like um, you know, any unbeaten side would at this stage, they seem to have very few weaknesses. Uh, there's no doubt about that. For the Highlanders, though, it's been, I think it's fair to say, Ross, a disappointing season. It's first year with Clark Dermody um, in charge. Um, and, of course, I, I don't think he's under any threat, Clark Dermody, um, unless there's stuff going on down there, down there that we don't know about because they've got to find three other super coaches anyway. I think his play, spot is pretty, pretty safe. But uh, it's interesting in this lineup. He's left out to Marino Michele Tu'u and Putty Putty Parkinson for this one uh, and asked Freddie Burns to be his pivot um, uh, at, at number 10. Yeah, yeah, they're in a, an interesting spot for the rest of the season, aren't they? Where he's like, he's going to be able to try some things and and give some people some cracks because well, they're just not that good. They're lucky, but the fact that the Rebels, the Force, and the Drua are only a couple of points behind them on the table are also playing teams who are well above them. So the Highlanders look like they might be able to sneak into that eighth spot based on the fact that the teams below them probably don't have the ability to knock them off. You know, even if they weren't to win many more games, the teams below them aren't likely to, um, especially more on a Pacific. You know, you talk about mm. opening up coach spots around the country. It's hard to imagine Aaron Major's going to be around there for much longer, um, considering they've probably had the worst starts in the history of any New Zealand-based Super Rugby franchise. It could possibly be the worst season any New Zealand-based Super Rugby franchise has ever had. So you know, I, I worry for him and his job. But yeah, back to the Highlanders. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a solidish team on paper, but it's just full of journeymen, isn't it? Um, outside of Aaron Smith and Shannon Frizzell, I think uh, Renton's been pretty strong, but it's hard to imagine them stopping that Chiefs pack with the go forward they get. I think you're right. Uh, I think it has a possibility, uh, just a little possibility, to be a bit of a blowout tonight, and that would be uh, sad for the Highlanders at home. Hurricanes, uh, an interesting little sojourn this weekend. They head to Suva to take on the Drua. They know what they're going to cop in terms of heat and physicality. How do you see this one going? Oh, this is an interesting one because, you know, the Hurricanes, I'm not 100% sold on them yet. They... They're pretty good. They've got an excellent loose forward trio. They've got some exciting backs, but you know they've always got that question mark over their type five, and I wonder over in those conditions whether there's a chance that they could be rolled. I would have thought that maybe they'll sneak in, um, but you know after watching them play the Brumbies last week, I, yeah, they were pretty good, but I, they didn't sell me on the fact that they are a Super Rugby title contender at all. I think they're a little bit behind where the Chiefs and also the Crusaders are, even if they're ahead of the Crusaders on the table. Um, you know, Moore, I like the fact they've got Moore starting um, because he can provide that same Tokyo impact getting the ball going forward. Um, but yeah, they'll be strong at the breakdown. But I, I just don't see them getting the dominance to blow the draw away when the draw plays so well at home for periods of time. Um, maybe the Hurricanes by a little bit. The Hurricanes by um, a little bit. Yeah, well, it's an interesting one. It's um, 
50th for Isaiah Walker Leawiri. He's the son of a former Fijian international in uh, Kelly Leawiri. Uh, but he can't play in front of him because uh, Kelly Leawiri is actually the forward coach for the f- uh, women's Fijian drawer. Just a little <laughs> sideline I, I thought I'd chuck in there. Uh, Crusaders, <laughs> uh, Crusaders versus the Force. Sam Whitelock having um, a rare rest, be just out of a slight precaution there. But the big news, of course, Will Jordan about to run out for the first time, and everyone is pretty keen about that. Yeah, it's great to see him back. I hope that it's permanent. He had had those inner air issues in the vertigo back early in his you know, late teens, early 20s as well. So you know, it is a bit of a concern that it's an ongoing thing that comes back and he's had to take all that time to get to the point where he's ready. You you do worry about what will happen the moment he takes a big knock and you know the way that he commits himself to taking high balls and running his lines, there's a chance he'll take one. So you, you kind of... You kind of just have your fingers crossed, the world, because he's just so such an incredible player and would be such an important part of that All Blacks back three if he was fit. Um, you know, it'd be great to see him back, and he's also in an interesting position now because you would imagine that you know Sean Stevenson might be making a play for his position as a winger slash fullback. So there's a bit of pressure on him to get going immediately, isn't it? I, I like. I think there's. Um, yeah, he's got to be quick, but I think they'll give him time because of who he is, and I. I sort of made a bit of a quip that it's uh, it's probably one of the only things that Ian Foster and Scott Robertson will ever agree on uh, is the fact that they both need a, they both need Will Jordan um, and uh, I think uh, as you say he's going he's got to be a big component going to the World Cup he's just so damn good but there are you know out of adversity uh, gives opportunity and as you say Sean Stevenson has been absolutely superb uh, this year. Bowden Barrett actually at 15 tomorrow with Harry Plummer at 10 for the Blues. What do you make of that? Um, I think that Ian Foster will be happy with that. Uh, I think Fozzie likes Bowden Barrett at fullback for his communication skills. Um, I think he brings possibly the best communication skills from the back, and I think that's why he's always leaned towards having him back there in those big games with Richie Moore at 10, you know, whether people agree with that or not. Um, but, you know, it's hard to know unless you're in the environment what other people like, say, Will Jordan would bring in the same way. But, I, I, look, I think that Ian Foster would be happy to see that because he's going to be wanting to at least play that card a few times during the World Cup um, whether that's something that he'll do in the big games we haven't seen I don't think we've seen the best of more everyone's talking about it um, but you wonder whether that's because the Crusaders pack hasn't necessarily provided him the options and also because he hasn't necessarily had Will Jordan around him you think like when Richie Morgan is at his best he's got options all around him and when you've got players like Will Jordan running lines in different directions, it holds up the defence and provides more of that ability, you know, when he kind of crabs across field and then he just goes and does the step, goes through the gap and, and off you go. And I, I wonder whether Will Jordan is going to provide him some impetus. Um, talking to Bryn Hall about that during the week, he was saying that it's a major, the way those two work together. Um, Richie Morgan is... is it's quite reliant on Will Jordan for providing him options and, and, and boosting his running game because of the defenders that he draws in. So who knows? We see this weekend um, what happens with, with Jordan and Moore will be interesting. But, yeah, Barrett at fullback. I, personally, I'd prefer to see Barrett at 10 more often and, and give Will Jordan a crack at fullback. And we've got so many people in the back three that are, that, that are really good. Mark Talaire, you know. Yeah, how could you leave him out of a team? And then on the left wing, you know, you've got Clark and Fainganuku. How could you leave them out of a squad? Um, and then you've got <laughs> Sean Stevenson as well. However, he fits in there. Um, to me, I think not having uh, Will Jordan at fullback 
kind of denies you some real attacking opportunities and some backfield threat. And I think you've got to place faith in your team to be able to marshal the game and faith in your other 15s to be able to provide them with the information. But, um, you know, I don't know if you call it a conservative play to play Barrett at fullback, but certainly it's something that, that Ian Foster seems to favour. Right, OK. And, and just staying with the Blues, if we can, um, Ross, because um, we've seen Roger Tuovasa-Shek in the, uh, the centres par- uh, partner with Bryce Heem. Uh, we know where he's going to go post-World Cup or at the end of this rugby year, uh, maybe even a little bit sooner. Where do you think he honestly sits? I mean, um, he's obviously not going to be anything to do with um, with uh, Razor Robertson at any stage of his uh, career going forward, but... Ian Foster still has an interest in him and has had faith in him in the past. So what does he have to do for you, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, to stay in contention? I think he's got to prove that he can play on the wing, Um, especially if you end up with what we're talking about before, maybe a 6-2 forward split. He's got to prove that he can play more than just 12. He's got to prove that he can come off and, and play in a different place and have a roving commission like he would have in league to, you know, buy defenders and, and, and take them on in different spots on the field. I Personally, I feel he's been kind of held back at 12 within the structures that the teams play and you know he's really at his best when he's got a little bit of room to move and the ability to accelerate, you know, while he can get over the advantage line, you know, because he is a quality player. It's kind of... It's, that's not allowing him to be as good as he could be. Um, and so, I don't know. I think if, he, if they're pushing him as a 12 and you look at the stocks that are out there, I don't think he'd make a squad. But if he has the ability to play wider as well, then he's a possibility of being within the squad. But even then, I can't necessarily see him being in the match day 23. Um, between the injuries that he's had and... I suppose the the lack of opportunity um, that that's provided from at international and at super level, I, I don't know. I think he's faded away. What do the Blues have to do uh, for you now as a unit going forward? Uh, for instance, ha, ha, what if you watch this game to uh, this weekend against Minor Pacifica? What will you have to see to satisfy you that it's not going to be just a Crusaders Chiefs march towards the end this time? Honestly, I don't think you can take this game into account at all. Um, when you look at that Blues squad that they've selected and the way that they've rested a number of players um, in the halves, um, you know, Yuani in the midfield, um, uh, you know, and then switching Barrett to fullback, it's obvious, you know, the way that they're taking this game and the way that you should take a game against a team that's got nine losses from nine games. Um, you know, they've got to play it this way. So I don't think that you can really take much out of this game. You know, it's it's what happens in the next round, I think, for the Blues. Who do they play? The Crusaders in the following round. That's where we're really going to find out. Um, so, you know, when they get to that game, they're going to have to get some go forward. They're going to be in Christchurch. Um, whether they can get the consistency there, that, that's what we'll be looking for. But I, I don't know whether this game really means much. They should win this game by plenty. And they've selected a team, even as a second-rate team, they should win it. And the pod uh, that you guys uh, put together, do you take, are you paying much credence to uh, any Australian side being a threat at all? Uh, yeah, I think so. James Parsons talks a lot about the Brumbies. Uh, he really rates their ability um, up front, obviously, plus they've got you know, a pretty strong back line with some, some, some good players in there that <clears throat> they can really light it up. Um, although I'm not sure that Noah Lollicio has ever quite reached his potential. But the Brumbies, because of the way that they can play in any conditions, get that 
that rolling ball game, you know, operate in around set piece and, and play at the right end of the field with players like Nick White, Nick White and Lonigan guiding them around from halfback. I, I think that it's hard to ignore the fact that they're a semi-final contender, but it's pretty obvious after watching them play the Hurricanes on the weekend that they're definitely not a, a title contender. So no, I, I can't see any of the Aussie teams making the final, but certainly the Brumbies can make the semis. Okay, Ross, uh, thank you very much for your time this morning and enjoying the pod and um, uh, thank you, thanks uh, for taking the time to, uh, to fill us in on what you think is uh, going to happen this weekend and your overview, uh, early overview of uh, some All Black selections and candidates as well. Uh, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you. Go well. Thanks, Eddie. Good